That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Harry stood there, paralyzed, not knowing what to do or who to believe. He glanced around at Ron and Hermione. Ron looked just as confused as he did, still fighting to keep hold of the struggling scabbers. Hermione, however, took an uncertain step towards Snape and said, in a very breathless voice, Professor Snape, it wouldn't hurt to hear what they've got to say, would it? What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the ways that the story and its themes have stayed with a generation into adulthood. Thank you for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Chapter 19, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. In this chapter, we finally get the real picture of what exactly happened between Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrew, and James and Lily Potter that fateful night 12 years ago. Also, I got a new microphone. Do you like it better? Do you like it worse? Tell me. Tell me everything. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Restricted Section. It's me, your host, Christina. I'm joined today by the lovely Brooke. Hi, I am here. And it's allergy season, so if I sound like I'm choking on everything that's going into my mouth, it's because the air is toxic. Wow, that goes for me as well, and I think Mary Clay as well. Hello, Mary Clay. You stole my opening line, Brooke. (laughs) How dare you? Yes, I am, in fact, dying. And that reminds me, I have to go pick up my inhaler tomorrow before my insurance runs out at the end of the month. Oh my god, that's really um, urgent. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry about it. If wow, I die, the American, I die. <laughs> the American healthcare system. And I'm super excited that our very special guest today is the one and only Mike Schubert from Potterless. Hello. Hello. It's an honor to be here. I also, though I don't have problems with allergies, I did have a problem with the American medical uh, healthcare system in that I went to the dentist this morning and it took me 24 consecutive hours trying to get my dental coverage to work. Just to to get my teeth clean, so oh my god, we all have our problems. Hooray! Woo. Oh my god, <laughs> nothing works. Fuck the American healthcare no. system. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh wow, yeah, it is allergy season. I've recently started getting allergy shots because I am that kind of allergic, and mm. they make it worse in the beginning. So that's fun. <laughs> yeah, my wife Kelly does the for a while did the allergy drop thing to try to make things not an allergy anymore, and it like oh. kind of worked. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a fun experience. Wow. Yeah, spring is a great season for podcasting. You know, just everyone sounds great. (laughs) Spring is also a great season for revealing a bunch of secrets all at one time in a hidden (laughs) shack in the woods. What a segue. My goodness. I guess this is early summer, I I guess, for them. No, you did great. This is June-ish, the end of their term. Yeah, yeah. And in UK, June is the same temperature probably that it is in a Virginia April, right? I wonder what kind of pollen the Whomping Willow produces. Anyway, (laughs) really angry pollen. (laughs) I feel like when you're a kid, though, summer does not start until you're out of school. So it's still spring. Mm -hmm. It's for for all intents and purposes for our characters. It's still spring, even though it's June. It's true. 
So real quick before we get started, I would love to take us down another beautiful, I was going to say a walk down memory lane. That's not quite right. A walk down Mott's Thoughts lane. That's right. It's time for another edition of Mott's Thoughts. Um, so as a reminder, Mott's has sent us an email with some non sequitur headcanons, and this is one of my favorite. Okay, so this is from Mott's. A student has their breakfast interrupted by a red letter. There is some nervous muttering among students who immediately recognize this as a howler. The second the letter is opened, Never Gonna Give You Up by Uh, Rick Astley starts playing at a deafening volume. I was gonna say, yes, because I I decided that, like, if I I was a muggle-born and whatnot at Hogwarts, I would 500% use howlers to Rick roll my friends. Although, (laughs) Rick rolling in the 90s was not a thing yet. So... um it is worth noting that Mott's ends this with a parenthetical. This is how I picture Mary Clay as a parent, by You're the way. You're kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so perfect and so accurate. Oh, that's so I great. wish they would make as like a piece of merch for the world of Harry Potter a howler-shaped thing that you could just record whatever you wanted in it. And yeah. it would just, you know, like singing birthday cards, except oh, that yeah. it would be a horrible howler. It would just be screaming. Well, I guess you, I'm pretty sure they make um, like audio-activated birthday cards that you can record your voice in. So oh, I, yeah, that's true. So I guess you could just go out, buy one of those, and then maybe get super creative and, <laughs> and you know, make it up to look like a howler. Whoever owns the merchandising rights, give me a Howler birthday card. I want a recordable (laughs) Howler birthday card. Okay, well, my birthday happens to be before Brooke's birthday. So just do with that information what you wish. Um, And as always, thank you so much, Mots, for your beautiful headcanons. We love them so much. Wonderful. So today we're talking about chapter 19 of The Prisoner of Azkaban, The Servant of Lord Voldemort. Hint, it's not who you think it is if you've never read this book before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, unless you've been listening closely to Lupin and Black in the last chapter or two. It's also a little bit of a double... Not a double entendre. A a, double entendre. (laughs) If you you think about all of the characters that are present in this chapter and who might be a servant of Voldemort Mm, mm -hmm, or not mm -hmm. a servant or a servant and then not a servant and then a servant again and then secretly not a servant, but we don't know. Yeah, that's very true. Um, Before we get started, I totally forgot to ask, Mike. Yes. um, If you would tell us a little bit about your very Potter history, like I know that you have a little bit of a unique uh, a unique way that you got into the world. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, my trajectory is not normal. I did not read the Harry Potter books as a youngster. I only read them when I was starting my podcast Potterless, which was a, or still is a podcast where I go through the series for the first time as a grown man. So I started it when I was 24. And over the course of, you know, I've been making this show for like five years now. I just went through all the books a little bit at a time. I always had a guest that was more knowledgeable about Harry Potter than I. And then eventually did the movies and spinoff stuff. And now I'm doing my Immortal. Which is perfect. Gosh, it's so good. Like, it's. Truly fantastic. We're Such planning a, to cover so that in, in the next year, so I'm yeah, pretty excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's some really good stuff. So, yeah, I, I've gone from being a kid that was like, uh, Harry Potter is not for me, to now it's my job, uh, which, whoa, that was a loud motorcycle. 
<laughs> New York City. Um, so I went from someone who didn't like Harry Potter at all and then started to like it. Now it's my job, which, you know, much to the ire of people who've liked Harry Potter their whole life. But, you know, right. that's the world. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty much the same thing as Mary Clay, right? Who with her Tolkien about podcast, just like now I'm known for this thing. <laughs> I don't know and if the- known is, but that's OK. I'm more I'm more known by people on the internet for insulting what they think is a perfect, flawless work of fiction. And I'm like, it was written by an old white dude in the 50s. Let's calm down. (laughs) Infallible. (laughs) So Mike, what Hogwarts house would you say you identify with the most? I've rephrased that question so people don't feel like they're fully committing to anything. Uh, Well, I think I'm the most Gryffindor one can legally be. So I I don't feel bad about committing at all. Uh, Yeah, definitely a big Gryffindor boy. I I feel like if I had a secondary house, it would be Hufflepuff, but I'm very, very (coughs) much a Gryffindor. Uh, So uh, that would be my choice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I choked a little dying. bit for some reason when you said when you said Gryffindor boy. I was like, for some reason, I can't imagine a Gryffindor man. They're all just like big <laughs> Gryffindor boys. Yep, you have to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. They are all children. All mm-hmm. of the Gryffindor men in this chapter are big Gryffindor boys. That tracks perfectly. My my <laughs> husband is also a big Gryffindor, despite the fact that he wants to be in Slytherin. Whatever. That's weird. but uh, weeping. Yeah. I I don't think that it's a particularly because none of the traits of a Gryffindor lend themselves to like a healthy adult life. Sorry if I'm just taking it down immediately. <laughs> this is how we introduce guests here: is we insult them so they feel like they're part of the group. Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at any of the houses, like none of them actually describe a, a functioning adult. Yeah. Like, what what are you studying for? Like, you're not in school anymore if you're an adult. So Ravenclaw doesn't work. Like Hufflepuff, like, yeah, sure, you have a lot of friends. And, and that's, I guess that's the only one that would track for an adult. And then Slytherin, it's like, oh, you're racist. That's not very good. So uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I would say that there's an argument to be made that every CEO ever is a is Slytherin. Slytherin. Oh, 500%. I mean, yeah, they probably are. A lot of them are probably racist. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much for the Hufflepuff compliment, because I have kind of made it my career and my social life and everything in between. Yeah. I mean, when when the house, it's funny that like as a kid, you people make fun of it. They're like, oh, it's just the one where they're nice to people. And as an adult, like just being nice to people is like the best thing you can be as an adult, yeah, because yeah, so many hysterical. adults are not. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, so speaking of nice adults, just kidding. Speaking of some of the worst adults in history, um, this chapter starts with Severus Snape has just dramatically unveiled himself. Of course he has. And, and it's shocking for everyone. Quote, his face was full of suppressed triumph. I just hate <laughs> this man. <laughs> he is at his most punchable in this in this chapter, I believe. Yes, and to me, the biggest the biggest offense that he does in, in this chapter is that he keeps his wand trained at Lupin and not at Sirius Black. And it's be- not because he cares who is more dangerous in this moment. It's because he cares that like he has been duped by Lupin. Dlupin. Nice. Um, so he, thank you so much, super organic. So like he, whatever, dude, he's just like holding his wand at Lupin. I think that's fucked up because there's a murderer right here. You think he's a murderer. I will say I always forget how talented of a wizard Snape is. Like he comes out the gate swinging. Like he's blasting people. He's doing a whole bondage spell right out the gate. Like I mean, you know, he's he's got some 
some heft behind him. The rope spell not making its way into the movies is a crime. The 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 rope binding spell always sounded so cool in the books, and I don't. They never do it in the movies, right? They just expelliarmus everybody all the time, and that's about it. And it just happens yeah. to the the rules with expelliarmus too in the movies are never clear because sometimes it just knocks people back, and sometimes mm-hmm. it disarms them. And right, yeah. Sometimes it blows up stone. Yeah, yeah. Every spell is. Is bang right? Yeah. Like every spell in the oh, movies yeah. is just like bang. <laughs> so, so serious. Oh uh, no, no, Snape is having his like. Everyone's getting their own like villain speech right now. So Snape is like, well, I tried to bring you your potion because you're a fucking werewolf, and then I saw the Marauders map, which, by the way, I knew that wasn't just a piece of dingy paper, and I saw your bitch ass running along the secret tunnel. First of all rookie mistake from Lupin just leaving it well I mean he was in a a shock that he saw not only you know one of his old best friends who he thought was a murderer but he saw Peter Pettigrew who he thought was dead which is what I don't get is how did Snape not see was he just blinded and by rage and, and didn't notice that Peter Pettigrew's name was on the map too or it was just like nearly flawless timing where it was just like he just saw Lupin like tail ending it through and no one else that came before. Could also be like an overlap error. I don't know how it exactly works with the, oh, you know, send to back, bring to front with the Marauders map. So maybe Lupin like perfectly covered the Peter <laughs> Pettigrew rectangle. Right. Um, the way you said nearly flawless, bro. Nearly flawless. How can you be nearly flawless? <laughs> Um, my other question for like a wait, 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 wait. I'm so sorry. The answer is that I woke up like this. Okay, please go on. <laughs> um, the other question I have about plot holes in this chapter is Snape. I originally thought that he, I, I forgot that he does the whole invisibility cloak reveal thing. Um, which by the way, good job, Harry, just leaving a priceless, like, like so yeah. priceless, valuable material like uh, of magic like not not even just like it's a knockoff invisible like it's the invisible he doesn't know yet. just <laughs> he left literally it treats it like a bad pair of socks yeah like his dad passed him <laughs> down a pair of socks and it's nice to have like, but like definitely not necessary yeah. good for keeping your feet warm and nothing else anyway so i forgot snape did the the cloak reveal so that means he was there throughout all of the entire last chapter to hear yes. all of this explanation, God, and yet he heard he's all of it. Still, he still is just such a fuckhead. He so like yeah, he's just like not even remotely interested in the story he just heard. He's not interested in having a conversation with any of these individuals who are trying to like reason with him. He's only here for revenge. Metals could be melted by the heat of revenge. It's revenge, and it's best served cold. And Lupin asks, is a schoolboy grudge worth putting an innocent man back inside Azkaban? And Snape's like, and yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Snape is like, Snape, for sure. who's like 36, is like, yeah, I, I'm still not over it. Yeah, yes. and he also, he also yells at Hermione and calls her stupid girl, just like, again, adding to the column of, like, terrible things adult Snape does. I forgot that he did that, because I always have my laundry list of things to tell people when they, for some reason, try to defend Snape. And I usually point to the Snape 
Hermione Tooth thing, but I forgot about him calling her a stupid girl, which is like, you're a teacher at a school. Like, come on. Well, and it's funny because calling Hermione a stupid girl is like, it's like, call, it's like, you know, I will only tease my skinny friends about being fat. You know, I'm like, you're being such a fat ass tonight. And it's like, you only say that to your skinny friends. Haley, this one's for you. You eat so much sugar. Um, So, yeah, it's just like, well, dude, like, that that's not me you know like that's just not me i mean he also comes after harry here as well like he doesn't kind of leave any stone unturned and i i guess i just am shocked that they ever go back to a somewhat normal teacher student relationship yes yes i have the exact same note well it's to me it's when harry screams at snape that snape is pathetic yes the the notion so good it is so good (laughs) and probably very cathartic for harry but the notion that snape can ever put that away long enough to even teach a single fucking lesson i don't believe it if i was a grown 36 whatever age year old man and one of my students who was 13 years old called me pathetic. I would never recover. Are you kidding? Like that's some oh, of the middle more schoolers are so mean. But like that is I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been in middle school, but like seventh grade was the worst year of my life. And that is when you're 13, right? Or is uh, that yeah, like seventh yeah. Eighth grade? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Grade, yeah. So like I, I I don't feel like any of the insults people threw at me were particularly biting it was just like mean things happened to me but for someone to tell an adult that they're pathetic like that (laughs) would destroy me it's it's funny that you say that because i've always said that middle school was the best time of my life that's when i was the Mm. most funny i was the funny when i was a strong 13 i was so fucking funny dude i'll never be as funny as i was then i just don't know that and i don't know you've not introduced me to enough of your middle school friends to corroborate that story Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll have a party. I'll have a party of Christina's <laughs> middle school friends who are fine. Yeah. Now they're all fine. Just go through the year. <laughs> go through the yearbook. Pull out. Yo, remember when we used to have like literal physical like phone directories for the school? <gasps> oh yeah, so I can call everyone's mom. Yeah, still living at the same house. Yeah. Um, another thing that I noticed in this chapter, since we were just talking about like Snape and Harry and everything, is that this is really the chapter where their relationship shifts from like. Snape is a mean teacher and Harry doesn't like him because he is a mean teacher and everything. This really shifts from like, this is personal now and I will never like get over the fact that you're a terrible person, not just because you're an awful teacher, but because you have done X, Y, Z things to me personally or to the people I care about. (laughs) I hate you like my father before me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Snape makes it clear that he has no interest in bringing Sirius Black um, back to the school so that he can go back to Azkaban. He's taking Sirius Black directly to the Dementors so he can have the Dementors kiss. So the stakes get raised considerably because if Snape's like, let's just go back to the school, it's like, cool, let's just go back to the school. As soon as Dumbledore's here, he'll let us all say our piece because he loves that shit and we'll figure it out. But like, no, he's not going to let them get that far. So it escalates. So... Harry disarms Snape. They accidentally triple disarm. Yes, yeah. this is yes. the triple yes. Expelliarmus. Yes, exactly. And so they accidentally knock him out. <laughs> this is one of those scenarios where like people that actually know fighting in the human body get pissy in movies when people get knocked out for substantial periods of time because like that's not okay for your brain. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those instances where Snape is out 
cold for Good. like he's bleeding like 20 minutes and he's bleeding from the back of the head like it's fine dude he would wake up a vegetable <laughs> and then it's even funnier in the in the next chapter too because he he i won't spoil anything but his head all, trauma all spoilers all the time his head trauma continues <laughs> in the yeah. next chapter Mike, our podcast tagline is the opposite of yours, where it is all spoilers all the time. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, no, they definitely treat him. Oh, the the, the quote from the end of the chapter is, um, quote, like a grotesque puppet. So that's chilling. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he's knocked out. I bet that feels really good for Harry to have accidentally, for all, uh, I think Ron and Hermione are kind of not I, feeling the same, like, rage as Harry right I now. I love the chaotic energy of the of, of the trio, the golden trio, where they all just, without consulting one another, were just like, expel your miss! And then they're like, oh, well, I didn't realize you all... Well, well, what's nothing a, to do about it. What surprises me is that they never use that as a strategy going forward. It would have been cool if, like, at some other fight, like in book five in the ministry, they're like, "Hey, remember that time we all did Expelliarmus and some and Snape went flying across <laughs> the room? Let's just keep all triple Expelliarmusing every Death Eater." Like, it would have been yes. cool if they brought that into the repertoire. They're not here to learn. They're Gryffindors. <laughs> <laughs> they're here to attack. <laughs> what, what's my catchphrase everyone there's a reason they're not in ravenclaw wow it's so true um that kind of sounds like a video game mechanic where you're playing with your friends and it's like we all have to disarm them at the same time and it's like god damn it ryan you're not getting it you have to do it at the same time as us it's <laughs> my, my youngest brother's name that's why i used him <laughs> in my example so basically harry challenges black and lupin to he's like i don't believe you but i just knocked out this teacher to give us more time for you to convince me i would like to be convinced please please make me believe this was worth it yeah <laughs> because hermione is muttering under her breath we attacked a teacher we attacked yes. a teacher well and it's like you know the the alternative to black telling the truth is that Snape was there to save them and they knocked him out, right? Like, oh, shit, <laughs> like that's die. the alternative. <laughs> so Sirius Black produces this newspaper clipping of the Weasleys um, from their vacation in Egypt. And he explains, I knew that this rat was Peter Pettigrew because he's missing a toe. And also, Crookshanks, that's my boy. He also says that that rat doesn't smell like a rat. And also, he also knew that I wasn't a real dog. So I've worked really hard to earn his trust. And basically, you should trust me, right? Because I earned this cat's trust. <laughs> Sirius literally comes in hot with a like CSI style enhance. He's like, take this picture, <laughs> enhance. Notice the toes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what what kind of quality. I guess because it's like the moving pictures thing that they have in the newspaper. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. How believe zoomed it. in? I don't uh, believe can it. You tell. Freaking well, Scabbers is doing like a flirty finger wave in the picture. Because <laughs> not only is this this is in the nineties. Think about what even our Muggle camera quality was like in the nineties. Okay. Right. Um, think about what the the wizard equivalent of that is. I don't know what their technology is, whatever. And then not only that, but it's in a newspaper. And at this point, the newspaper is super crumpled and worn down, too. How? I don't believe for what this is truly the part where I'm like, sorry, JK, you lost me. I don't believe for one second that in because it's not like a zoomed in shot of just Ron with his pet rat on his shoulder. It's the whole family, right? Yeah, although it would be really cute if it was in one photo. 
When you guys were seniors in high school and you were taking your senior pictures, were you allowed to bring no. an accessory? Oh, <laughs> no, I wish. I was allowed to bring uh, multiple accessories to go with multiple outfit changes. You got three. Whoa. Okay, so that's private school action. Um, my boyfriend at the time, Ari, bless his heart, was pictured with his beloved Razor scooter. Oh, hell yeah. I opted out of the accessory, but my friend brought their dog. That's the moral of the story. Well, the Razor <laughs> so, scooter is better. <laughs> you know what would have been great when you're 17 dating your first boy ever is if he had had a car instead. That would have been so cool. In, in seventh <laughs> but, grade? No, no, no. Senior pictures oh, senior when we, picture. we were like 17. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 17. I was wow, going to say, if he was in seventh grade and he had a car, car. Yeah, like, he couldn't you? do anything with it. He would Didn't just have one. Did you own a car when you were 13? <laughs> Didn't we all? I, was, I did not have a car until I graduated college. My parents gave me their old car that had 200,000 miles on it. That was, I got a, it was pretty sweet, but I what loved a bounty. the hell out of that car. <laughs> so... Okay, we we learned that Crookshanks stole the password list directly off Neville's bedside table. Literally, we go through a flashback sequence where it's just like, it was Crookshanks all along. <laughs> I also like that this book and this chapter sets up this thing where like Crookshanks will be important. And then like from this chapter on, it's like, just kidding. Crookshanks never shows up again, ever. Yeah, Crookshanks doesn't do that shit. <laughs> Do they even have any, I mean, I'm sure I will find out when I read Goblet of Fire, if there are, like, even any passing mentions of, like, <laughs> Hermione brought her I... cat to school again. He does literally appear again, but he doesn't do anything. Right. It's almost like you're a D&D campaign and you, like, forget you have one of those items. You're yes. like, oh, like, JK writing, it was like, oh, I keep forgetting to use the cat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> didn't use it ever. Um. Mike, I was listening to the Potterless episode today um, mm. that covered this chapter. Just oh, so I, I should, could, like, man, I should have done that. <laughs> it was a pretty, it was pretty good homework. Not all of us can be Ravenclaws. Just kidding. I'm also not a Ravenclaw. But um, you said something that made me laugh about this chapter that I would like to repeat at this time. You sure. said that this whole chapter is like the end of Reservoir Dogs when they're all just holding each other at gunpoint, <laughs> but the guns are plot twists. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. This is the better version of what JK tried to do in the big reveal scene in Crimes of Grindelwald where everybody starts plot twisting at each other. Uh. Because in this chapter, it actually works and is well done. Whereas in Crimes of Grindelwald, someone just monologues and then Lita Lestrange goes, actually, everything you just said is incorrect. My turn. So yeah. uh, this this is the much, wow. much, much better version of that. What Nightmare. even happened in that movie? I still no, we're not going to no, we'll, we'll go we'll into it. We're day. not going to start talking about Lita fucking Lestrange. I was similarly getting like mad clue vibes from this. Ooh, yeah, clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the end That's of clue better. where it's just like a bunch of people being like, but what would the murder weapon be? <laughs> yeah. Imagine instead of Lupin, it's um, Tim Curry. And oh, yes. Adding up the bullets or, or whatever. Yeah. Wow. One plus I would one. take yeah, a loop two. in Tim Curry all day. I, I would too. I would too. I think I would be less attracted to him because Tim Curry is like I like I love love the spirit, not my type, you know. Um but like yeah, I would fully support a Tim Curry Lupin. Um Oh, oh, oh. Um, the thing about Crookshanks taking the the password list, this was something that two chapters ago for our chapter discussion, Christina, I think you were saying that like this is the part of the story where like questions are being answered that you didn't even think to ask. And right. like that this is definitely one right of them where like me. you never like I never questioned 
reading it for the first time that like, oh, Neville lost the list of exactly. passwords. You never question it. But then when he says Crookshank stole it, you're like, oh my oh, god. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is part of like JK rolling that bitch. She really did craft these first yeah. few books so delicately. That's what and, pisses and me off. There comes a time in every super successful author's career where you can tell, you can tell when it happens, their editors stop trying, right? Mm. And so for J.K. Rowling, five, baby, it, it was five. <laughs> and yeah, for George R. R. Martin, we can talk about that later. There was definitely a time when he stops being edited. For Tolkien Stephen King, never had an editor. <laughs> Tolkien never had an, where's the Hobbit milk, Jacob? <laughs> um, and freaking, what else was I going to say? You're saying Stephen King. Oh, yeah, Stephen King. It's like his editor gave up like 100 books ago, but it's like, Stephen, yeah. you got well, this. You what's got funny this. about that is I've been, I've been audiobooking The Stand because I Googled mm. like, what's the best Stephen King book? Um, and the internet said The Stand. So when I was picking the audiobook, um, it was it was with Audible, so it was like everything was the same price because I was like using a coin or mm-hmm. token or whatever the hell. So you could get the regular one or the one that's like tw- extra long because it's like Stephen King wrote the extra version. And like some of the chapters, there's like these things that happen. I'm like, I wonder if this was one of the extra chapters. <laughs> like, I get the feeling <laughs> that like, this is this might have been. Like I don't know that we needed to have the chapter told from the dog's perspective. For what it's worth, his best book is, and I maintain this, Carrie. It's legendary okay i will i will add that to the list stephen king's biggest issue was that eventually his editor stopped being a human person and started being a mountain of cocaine (laughs) (laughs) and you know what that's how work gets done and i maintain that moving on um don't do coke kids (laughs) so finally that's not the official stance of this podcast. just kidding kids definitely don't don't do do coke coke, (laughs) don't do that definitely don't i will stand by that (laughs) um so finally it becomes apparent to ron you know like five chapters after it became apparent to everyone else that the the way to resolve this is to just hand over scabbers for five fucking seconds okay so he hands Scabbers over to Lupin. Lupin holds the rat tightly. At no point does Lupin unhand the rat. There is always a hand grasping the rat. So he doesn't run away. I'm mad at the movie, whatever. Um, so oh, to get I was like, together. why are you emphasizing this? Jeez. Because <laughs> they're like, let's do target. I get it, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it's so dramatic, t- Christina. It's, I hate it. <laughs> Um, so together, Lupin and Black change Pettigrew back into, ostensibly, a human man. Here's a question. Where do rats piss? Where has he been pissing this whole time? That's I don't know, concern? but dude's been a rat for 12 years. Like, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, method actor, sure. Peter Pettigrew was a rat for 12 <laughs> years? Come on. Give him the Oscar. <laughs> that is a long con. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, arguably, he was born I, a rat. I did <laughs> wonder. I was like, so he's been wearing hit these clothes for 12 years. Just like invisible rats. Presumably. Size. Like, how do clothes even work? When I don't work? know. <laughs> okay, I must circle back to my piss question. Because the reason I was asking is because... He's not used to being, I mean, I would think he would piss himself from fear in this moment, especially if he's not used to having to find a bathroom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? 
Sure. They're, everyone's grimacing. Everyone's just grimacing. I'm gonna move yeah, on. That's I just, my like, hand. Don't want to have to. I'm, I'm more think that like of all the things that would have broke me by this point, it would be eating rat pellet food for twelve years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wait, but Ron feeds him from the table, so he, that I don't know um, if that's like exclusive. Maybe Ron at some point was like, I don't. I guess he doesn't like rat pellets. I like, don't know. Percy would not have though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, he's grain free. <laughs> my rat. Nothing but the best for my rat. <laughs> don't feed your pets grain free um, my veterinarian friend told me that I don't know anything so Peter Pettigrew there he is he's here now Peter Pettigrew the man yeah Peter Pettigrew it's really fun in, when you're writing notes about him to call him pee because it's like <laughs> ah you little fucking pee pee mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, um, I have a very serious question okay I'm sure so it's very serious Peter Pettigrew decides to cut off a finger he's pulling some hijinks right of mm-hmm. all the fingers you're going to cut off your hand, who the fuck chooses their index finger? Dude, yeah, not I. No, not, a, not a smart move. It also, and this happens in just like every movie, in Harry Potter movies too, when they're like, oh, we have to do a blood pack thing. I have to, I'm going to cut open the palm of my hand? Your palm moves so much that he, that wound is never going to heal. Like, why just don't, do the little tip of your little pinky. Or do like your forearm. <laughs> like, come on. It doesn't do, look do, like, as good, but thigh. I'm with you. Like, there's so many other choices. <laughs> He could have uh. chosen an actual toe and it would have been better. There yeah, were so yeah. many times. What's he going to be like, hang on, Sirius, stop right there. Don't kill me. Let me take my socks and shoes off, chop <laughs> off my toe, blow the up answer. everything, and then transform to a rat. The answer is Peter Pettigrew's pinky. That's the answer. You don't need that. Digit. He, he doesn't need the pinky. He should have gone for the pinky. I guess. Never I guess the, the only de- the only defense of the index finger is that maybe it becomes more believable that he wouldn't cut off his finger because then the Ugh. wizard cops who are terrible, like the fact that the wizard cops don't just use time turners to solve all their crimes is ridiculous. Oh but my god! The, like fine. maybe maybe the the aurors were like, well, no one's gonna cut off their finger. <laughs> like who would choose the index finger? Only a buffoon. So yeah. maybe that was well. Maybe that he was is the a plot twist. He is. Yeah. He is yeah, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to double down on that line of logic like go for the fucking thumb dude mm. <laughs> go for the Ooh. whole hand send the, oh, middle, send the middle finger to send a message like if you're really <laughs> delivering the fu to serious like deliver the fu to serious i'm trying to remember in the movie but i feel like he i feel like in the movie they show him where he doesn't have a it's like one of his middle fingers like his uh, his ring or his middle finger, but it's not mm-hmm. even the whole one that's missing. It still has like right. the stub, oh, and mm. I'm just like, that's even more difficult to like in the moment be like, hang on, I need to strategically cut off my. Mi- I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to create a fingerscape anyway. here. Can you just give me a minute? <laughs> like- <laughs> so this is kind of like the moment that everything changes, right? Because the kids like, can't oh, shit, help but right. believe. Yeah, like it's like wow, th- this this is evidence like yeah this is definitely evidence right here so peter pettigrew maintains his innocence obviously and he claims that Sirius black is there to kill him from like revenge revenge which wait he is but not for the reasons you think (laughs) um and then he like insists that Sirius black is a dark wizard with dark magic skills because otherwise how could he have gotten out of azkaban Black speculates that Pettigrew has been hiding not from him, but from Voldemort's other supporters who feel that he like maybe intentionally led Voldemort into this trap, which is something I asked a couple questions ago. So here's my freaking answer. 
So next to Hermione, like so timidly, is like, Professor Lupin, can I ask a question? <laughs> like they're in <laughs> class, it's adorable. I love the way that Hermione acts under pressure, dude. She's really not good at it. And I think that that's like such an, especially in the beginning. And I think that's such an important part of her character is that she's like, um, I don't, oh God, I don't know what's I, happening. <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> and then... Lupin courteously grants her the the question. It's like just like class. So she's like, well, if Peter Pettigrew like did all this, then why did he never hurt Harry when they were like sleeping together in the same room all these years? Because he's um, a little pussy ass bitch. That is the answer. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. It's because well, th- how could that benefit him? It's like he never hated Harry. He never hated anybody. He just wanted to be he to p- to be protected. By the biggest fish in the pond, a.k.a. Voldemort. Like, if you were going to integrate yourself as a rat for protection, I don't know. Pick someone whose family has more sway and more money to feed you. Yeah, go to the Malfoys (laughs) or something. Yeah. Because also, if he's, like, trying to keep an eye out for, like, whispers of Voldemort returning, yeah, like, the Malfoys would be a better choice. They're going to know way sooner. Yeah, but the Malfoys aren't going to have a pet rat. Like, they've they're got not an albino peacock. Like, they're not <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, this this pet doesn't match our aesthetic. Like, they're not going to You're a rat, rat, okay? I'm an albino peacock, okay? That's the difference. <laughs> two, different, two different classes here, yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do think that like living at the burrow was probably like very word for a rat, you know, just like crumbs everywhere, like nice mom, snuggly stuff. You're you're not the creepiest thing in this house because there's like a ghoul and like no Percy. And stuff. Yeah. Too many kids for anyone to ever be like, why is this rat like this? You know, it's like we yeah. don't have time. Yeah, isn't why it do we weird? have a 12 year old rat? I was yeah, going to say, what's possible? the lifespan? Yeah, they address that early in this book because they mention the the lifespan of a rat in the pet shop is like eight years, I think they say. Yeah, and he's twelve, and they're like, he's probably just regular dying, planting planting that little seed because they yeah they mention it here because Ron still before they transform him he's like, I, I don't get it he's a, he's just a good rat and and they're like he's he's been a lot you've had him for twelve years right that's pretty long and he's like I take really good care of him he's like come on Ron Ron dude you bought him Ron. a rat tonic once. <laughs> <laughs> Ron really f- believes he did. Okay, all right. Le- okay, let's get there. Let's get there. So Hermione next is like, um, excuse me, um, Mr. Black, um, Mr. Black, excuse me. And Sirius Black is like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> no, Sirius is like on 11 this whole chapter. He's just like, <laughs> he should have, yeah. he should have been in caps lock for this chapter, honestly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But he doesn't remember how to use computers because he's been in prison for so long. Also, uh, wizards don't do computers. Yeah, also, wizards true. don't do computers. Um, so, so he, Hermione politely asks Sirius Black how he got how he got out of Azkaban without dark magic. And the um, answer is, I'm a very good boy. <laughs> a very good boy. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. So he's like, I would change into a dog in my cell to help me stay sane, honestly. And like the fact that I was innocent also helped. Um, and then so like once he learned that Peter Pettigrew was still alive, still out there, and in great proximity to his beloved godson Harry Potter, he finally was like, I'm gonna go now. I've never tried before. I'm gonna go now though. And that's, then that's, he, I just I need to know what the layout of Azkaban is because even if he has a dog can sneak through the bars, sure. But how does how does dog get out the front door? Like yeah, I just I don't know. Ugh, 
There was a dog door. Yeah, no one touched it. There was a dog door. There was a dog door. Next I don't question. know. Did he well, like? And then how far out in the ocean is it? I was like, just, and then I just like doggy paddled my boy. way home. It's just like you said. He's a good boy. Do the books ever say that Azkaban is in the ocean, or is that just a movie thing? Because I don't ever remember reading that. He says he swam. He swam. Oh, okay, okay. It, I think it is canon in the Black Sea. All right. Are dogs better at swimming than humans, or just cuter at it? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Michael Phelps looks pretty cute when he's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a doggy paddle is a very, like, it's a high energy, like, low yeah. output form of swimming. Like, no one chooses the But that's the only because paddle. when we do it, we're doing it with our front limbs. I'm sure it's a lot easier when you have all, like, have you ever tried to use all four of your limbs to, do, to doggy paddle? Our proportions make that very hard, but an actual dog doing doggy paddle. It's a I lot don't know. Faster. My. The only dog I've owned in recent years is a pug, and they don't swim well. <laughs> not not swim. a good gauge. Um, if I'm making a lot of noise, I'm sorry. I'm battling with my cat to just stay on his side of the desk. You have an agreement. <laughs> yeah, he he has a bed on my desk, and he has, but he, the boundaries. Cats they have no idea what a boundary is. With AKA, this cat would definitely steal a list of passwords off an innocent kid's nightstand, right, Dante? So basically, it all comes down to Sirius Black turns to Harry Potter and begs him to believe that he never would have brought harm to James and Lily Potter. Um, we I don't know if we talked about it at all, but it <clears throat> brings up that Sirius was not the secret keeper. Right. And they changed it at the last minute to Peter. And that's why Sirius was all cryptic in the you know two chapters ago being like, yes, I did kill them. And it's like... No, you didn't, Sirius. You're just complicating that is matters. the opposite of what you should that's be op- saying at this that's time. That's not what happened. You're just making things more confusing. I, I did not c- kill them. I would love to talk to you about the guilt I have related yeah, to their like, death, but I certainly yeah. did not kill them. So it's like what he needs to be saying. That's why he said that is because at the last minute, he decided that Peter should be the seeker keeper because he suspected Lupin was the spy. Right. And yes. It was all terrible. The end. <laughs> So, yeah, so Peter Pettigrew goes into full bitch mode. He goes into full, like, he's playing Among Us, and he's about to get voted off, and he's just yes. trying to, like, yes. t- try to preach to everyone, like, no, I'm not sus, I promise, and then, like, you know going what? person to person. <laughs> I've 100% done that when I'm, because I'm terrible at imposter. God. I- <laughs> Me too. I'm like, I just want to be part the, of the I'm team. I'm terrible. I forget that there's, a there's like, a time limit after you kill someone mm. before it lets you kill, and so I walked into a room once, and I killed someone, and then I was planning to go over and kill the other person, and it wouldn't let me, and they were nope. like, Mary Close the imposter. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I've 500% done that where they're like, they're like, Mary Clay, Mary Clay's the imposter. I'm like, no, don't you remember, Ethan? We were in, we were in, um, uh, controls together, and I could have killed you then, but I didn't. So <laughs> I'm not the imposter. Wow. Well, I'm just glad we finally get the answer to like the most burning fan question about this whole scenario, which is like, Peter tries to talk to Ron, and he's like, wasn't I a good pet? And Ron was like, dude, you're a grown man and you've been sleeping in my bed for many years. It's a great response. This is terrible. And Lupin's like, you shouldn't be bragging that you are a better rat than you are a <laughs> yes, human being. Yes, and I'm like, that's not a good burn. Own him, Lupin. <laughs> it, it is a good burn. Yeah. So Peter Pettigrew, PP, old PP, he's going around the room like begging each individual to like help him. I don't know why he like turns to Sirius Black first. That's not the move. That's not going to help you. Black kicks him. Um, he goes to 
to Lupin to reconsider and that yeah they talk about like Lupin's like Sirius like forgive me for thinking you were the spy and Sirius Black is like yeah also forgive me back oh or or vice versa it's a vice versa it doesn't matter it's adorable (laughs) yeah whatever it is I love it and they're best friends again so they're like let's kill him together and they're like yeah we're best friends again the boys are back in town let's kill him together like then they do do kill him and then they take his body (laughs) up to the school and then they're like see he he couldn't have been killed 12 years ago if he just died an hour ago and then Sirius and Harry live together and the end yeah what a great book that's exactly what happens I would just like to point out that I mentioned that Sirius Black should have been on Caps Lock, but as I have the PDF in front of me, uh, he was in Caps Lock starting yes. now. Uh- everyone, <laughs> takes, everyone takes turns going full Caps Lock. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Pettigrew's like, Ron, haven't I been a good pet? Like, full sub mode, right? He's, like, mm-hmm. on his knees, like, begging. Haven't I been a good pet? And it's, like, disgusting. I hate Ron, Ron is repulsed, dude. Like, he, for him, it's personal. Like, yeah, I let you sleep, sleep in my bed. Pettigrew turns now to Hermione, who's just completely horrified. Yeah, can't just, even Hermione's just like, what? No, come on. Like, what yeah. do you do? Can, like, leave me out of this, please. <laughs> Especially because he goes with just like a like a sweet girl, clever girl. And it's Ew. like, oh, God, no. Yeah. His appeal to her is just creepy old guy compliments to Ugh. someone who is yep. 14 at this point because she's a little older. Like, either 13, 14. Not, not a good look. Yeah. No. Gross. While he's, like, touching her legs. Like, yeah. It's, no. He looks... Still, like, very much like a rat. He looks you, disgusting. You're reading the same edition as me, the Bloomsbury Illustrated Edition, right? That illustration I didn't read is that. Fu- but Yo, that the illustration for yes. him in that book is fucked up, dude. He is well, not cute. And I just I know we're not talking about the movie, but I just want to give a grosser. quick shout out to Timothy Spall, who is the actor who he always plays like rats and like mice characters, basically rats. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like he's so damn good at it. It's so good. Yeah, so finally Peter Pettigrew turns to Harry and he's like, you look just like your father, which like, bad, that's not the move. That's and not- then Sirius Black goes full caps lock okay. and he's Sirius. like, how dare you speak to Harry? And Pettigrew's like, well, what would you have done? And Sirius is like, I would have died. I would have died, which is what you should have done, but you're a coward. Yeah, Sirius Black has kind of like a straight up temper tantrum, but it's one that we can all get it's behind. Valid. You know, it's, it's like you die before you betray your friends. That's just like, I don't know, maybe this is a big I, I huff know, vibe. Man. Like, I, I, like, I like you guys, but like. <laughs> but here's the know. thing is like, is like he had like a lot of choices that led him to like this one choice. And it's like, don't do any of those things. And like, if I ever thought that like you and Mike and your one-year-old, not you, Mike, her <laughs> husband's name is Mike. Um, we're like in danger. And like your one-year-old son, I would like come physically to your house to like help, you know, like there's no world in which I would lead someone to and, your doorstep. And again, this is where by idea that, Sirius should have been the seeker keeper for the and Potters live, and lived and, at the house. No, and then no, that's not it. Then you well, make okay, that's my. Thing. You make the Potters Sirius's secret keeper, so that both of their locations yeah. are secrets, and no one can find anyone. And then happy, happy. We a- call that a, a secret sixty-nine. Hey, <laughs> sure. I think the real reason this ends up not holding any water for kind of anyone is like beyond the like sacrificing your life thing. It's a false equivalency. Like Peter Pettigrew put himself in a dangerous situation by involving himself with Lord Voldemort. It was not yes. required of him at any time yeah. to actually do this. 
And that's also a point that I always make about Snape when people are like, oh, he was so hard. Like, it was so hard for him to be good because, like, no. look at what Voldemort and all this stuff. It's like, no one made him join the racist cult, yes. but yes. he joined the racist cult. Yes. So, like, that's, are you having yep. a hard time stopping being a Nazi? Here's just for future <laughs> reference. Don't become a Nazi Step in the first one. place. Don't yeah. be a Nazi. The end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Quick question for everyone, because I'm so confused about Peter Pettigrew's like house allegiance, because he was sorted into Gryffindor. Don't get how that's possible. I don't think he would be a Slytherin because he doesn't care about getting himself any power. He just cares about saving vibes, dude. He just cares about saving his own neck. So like what house does that even make him? He's a muggle. He's got hard squib energy. Squib energy. Yeah. He's like compensating for something. Because he's not, uh, we will not take him. When they say Hufflepuff will take the rest, that's a lie. (laughs) But not not you, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there should be an asterisk next to that slogan. Like, we'll take the rest as long as you're not, like, terrible people. As long as you're nice. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're just trying to have a fun time. Yeah, and it's just and it it's crazy because in this moment Peter is like, "What would you have done?" And it's like he's so obviously he's com- every single so other wrong. person in this room is a Gryffindor, and he's like not saying the Gryffindor thing. What would you have done? Die for my friends. That's like the Gryffindor thing to do, right? Well, I mean, he's literally in a room of like someone who's like, I don't know, I fought being a werewolf my entire fucking life. I yes. broke out of a maximum security prison to prove yes. my innocence. You've got three effing children who just paralyzed a teacher. I'm 12 and what is this? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not the right crowd for that argument. Yeah. So so Lupin and Black are like, it's murder time. Here's our wands. We're going to do murder. And I I imagine, it doesn't say they do this, but I imagine they raise their wands in unison like they're doing the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. Because it does (laughs) say that they stand shoulder to shoulder and raise their wands. But I'm imagining it's like in perfect synchronicity. It it makes the magic stronger. Exactly. You're going to super die. You're going to charge it. Yeah, exactly. You're doing Super Smash Brothers and you're Samus and you're charging up your, you know, neutral B. And you're going to blast it out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, but big Griff energy. Harry runs in between his two uncles, basically, and freaking Peter ruins everything. Yeah, you know, I just I hate it because I just there's no good way out of this. Really, I mean, here here's the good way out of this: is Lupin remembered to take his life saving potion, yeah. and it's like it's not even your own life, dude. It's like other people's lives. At like two in the morning a couple weeks ago, I couldn't fall asleep and I just had this one single thought enter my head and I was like, how? Sometimes I just think about how different Harry's life would have been if Lupin had remembered to take his potion that night. And it's like, oh, like Lupin carries the guilt of betraying Dumbledore as a student. Lupin carries the guilt of having thought that Sirius Black was a bad guy. But like, it doesn't really touch on ever how he carries the guilt of having become full werewolf on the school grounds where he Being the sole reason (laughs) that Peter Pettigrew is reunited with Voldemort and Black is not um, uh, acquitted. Is that that the right word? We had a lot of stressful things going on. We all forget stuff all the time. We leave the oven on. We leave our keys at home. Mike, allow (laughs) allow me to make a point. We're women. We have all at some point in our life been responsible for taking a birth control pill at the exact same time every single day for years. But have you never forgotten it? When I was on it, I was on it because... The, the risk of death was too high. <laughs> um, Brooke, in the last episode you were on, you said the opposite. <laughs> you were like, I forgot it all the time. 
<laughs> no, I never hear just, my birth control I wonder pill. if Lupin, if he forgets a couple days in a row, he just, uh, like, you just take them all at once. And you're like, it's fine. <laughs> just plan B that shit. Yeah. This, is, this is restricted section canon. Like, Brooke, you did say that. I would argue against that. I will okay, say that. Not, it's, not, it's not like I edit the episodes and have to listen to them six times. Are you sure it was me? Because my voice sounds like most other people on this podcast. I do know the difference between the sounds of my friends' voices. Unlike say, most of our voices. listeners. Um, w- by the time this comes out, I will certainly have the answer. So, <laughs> And then just insert it here. Hey, it's me, Christina. I'm going to give myself a little bit right, a little bit wrong on this one. Um, let me know what you think about the following clip from last week's episode. Back when I was taking like birth control pills, I could barely, man. Like my ability, I tried to start taking vitamins every morning. I have had the bottle of vitamins now for four months. <laughs> the one month supply bottle of vitamins <laughs> because I can't remember. <laughs> yep, that's okay. <laughs> No matter what it says, that's okay. So fucking, basically, Harry's like, I don't think my dad would want his two best friends to become murderers for the likes of old PP over here. Oh, it's so sweet. Get over it. But it's like, yes. And Sirius Black is like, oh, well, you're the only person who has the right to decide that, which like, I disagree. I Uh, think Sirius Black has every right to weigh in on that conversation. Um, but this is also probably the best choice for legal reasons to not do murder. It's hard to prove anything. Well, I guess if you have a body, though, whatever, whatever, dude. We'll yeah, talk that's about what, I'm what saying. went wrong. That's what <laughs> happens in a Harry Potter sequel. The musical is they just fling a dummy on stage and they're like, this is Peter Pettigrew's body. He clearly died like 12 hours ago instead of 12 years ago. Right. Yes. Um, so, okay, so they get ready to go to the castle. I'm going to read my notes verbatim right now. They get ready to go up to the castle. Lupin binds Pettigrew. They all decide together that if Pettigrew transforms, they will kill him. Ugh, no. Please, I wish this wasn't happening. Please just kill him. Please, dear God, commit a murder. Just, just murder. Like, reading this chapter, it's like, no, no, they're making the same mistake again. (laughs) This is me screaming every time Sam and Frodo would show Gollum pity. And I'm like, I mean, it worked out for them in the end, sort of. But sort of. like, <laughs> it would have been easier, probably, if they had just killed him. Yep. So they're like, well, let's definitely not wake up Snape yet. Let's drag him up to the castle. They um, weakened at Bernie's him. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They want to revive him first. For sure. They don't say this, but for sure in the presence of Dumbledore, because, yeah. I just love that they're like, you know what? Yeah, he's better left unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> um, they wrap Ron's legs so they can get him up to Madame Pomfrey. Lupin and Ron volunteer to be physically chained to Peter Pettigrew so he doesn't flee. Like, no, no one is like, oh, yeah, Snape said that Lupin didn't take his potion. He said that. Like, no one ever does anything without information. A lot's happened since then, Christina. We chose uh, On the Verge Werewolf and the kid with a broken leg to be the two escorts. Whatever. Like, they are such liabilities. So the chapter ends with, and Crookshanks, quote, bottle brush tail held jauntily high, unquote, leads the way out of the room and ostensibly into the tunnel into the unknown (laughs) yes y'all know i learned the word ostensibly recently so i have to say it a lot wow that's that Uh, did we miss anything anything else y'all want to touch on before we wrap it on up i mean i always just thought it was funny when they when they drag sneep around because it very much makes me think i I don't remember like i feel like this is a movie trope where just like you keep accidentally like running the the 
knocked out person into the yes. wall and stuff like that. And like that, I can and, and it's only, hilarious yeah, and not concussive. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. This has to be the case here. <laughs> I thought I remembered that happening, and I read the next chapter to see. Yeah, and it mentions that Sirius is the one controlling him, and Sirius is like, "Oh no, he hit his head. What a shame." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like when I um, like when I used to babysit, and a kid would be having like a temper tantrum, and they like hurt themselves, and it's like, "Oh, did you fucking hurt yourself?" As you're flailing and screaming all over the floor, that sucks, dude. I guess that sucks for you. <laughs> Are y'all ready to move on to some plugs? Sure. Yeah. Indeed. Awesome. So, Brooke, would you like to go first? Yeah, I've been Brooke Matherly. You can find me on Instagram at Passion for Parks. You can find me on Twitter at Grumpy Brooke. Um, and this week, I'm just going to plug The Handmaid's Tale Season 4 Yo. just dropped. It's so good. I'm fucking ready for it. Been waiting for it. If you haven't watched any of The Handmaid's Tale yet, it feels less sinister now that Trump's not in office. <laughs> oh, true. a beautiful endorsement. Mary Clay, how about you? Uh, yeah, you can listen to my podcast. That's what I'm talking about every Tuesday, wherever you get podcasts. <clears throat> and in lieu of a like pop culture plug, I want to give the listeners an update since two podcasts ago. I don't know why I said that two episodes ago. We thought Tyler was running out of the room to bring his wife to the hospital to have a child. Oh, yeah, that was a false alarm. But I would like to report. I'm sure everyone already knows, but whatever. Um, they had their baby. Finn was born on April 23rd. Um, and he's very cute and he has a really wrinkly forehead. It's very cute. And um, yeah, I think I think they're doing good. So yeah, just wanted to update everyone that, that <laughs> Emily has indeed has the had has indeed had the baby. I know that all of our listeners who are not also WB and E stands have been very worried about that. So I'm so <laughs> grateful for that update. Yeah. Mike, how about you? Yeah, if you want to hear my Harry Potter podcast, Potterless, you can listen to that wherever pods are cast. It's just search Potterless, it'll show up. I also host a podcast called Meddling Adults where uh, guests go head to head and they compete to solve children's mysteries from things like Encyclopedia Brown and Scooby-Doo and then the winner earns money for a charity of their choosing. And then That's if you awesome. like basketball or you want to like basketball, I have a podcast <laughs> called Horse where it's a very much like welcoming anti-gatekeeping podcast where we just talk about the fun parts of basketball like players beefing with each other and stuff like that and then uh, I just uh, the at the time this will come out the Kickstarter will have just finished for it but I have a podcast that will be coming out later in the year called Modern Muckraker which will be uh, like an investigative deep dive podcast that like sounds like you're listening to Serial but the questions that we're answering are very silly things like when should Spider-Man take the subway instead of web swinging so that'll be coming yes. out later in 2021 so just keep your ears uh, in tune for that if you want to follow me on social media it's at Shub17 on Twitter and Instagram and then my website which I'll have all this stuff is just Shub's yes. so S-C-H-U-B dot E-S and uh, as far as a recommendation, I'll, I'll do a video game recommendations for all the gamers out there. Um, if you want, uh, I'll do an intense game recommendation uh, is I would go with Hades has been very, very fun. It's very nice. So Greek mythology based. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Very addicting. Um, but if you want something chill and sillier and funnier, um, Katamari Damashi, they made a remaster of it for PS4 um, called Katamari Damashi Reroll. And that is a game where you 
you just like roll up trash and then various items uh, to replace the stars in the cosmos. And it's just a beautifully ridiculous Aww. Japanese game that I cannot recommend enough. And the soundtrack slaps and it's very silly and very like cathartic just to roll up things in the world as your ball of stuff gets bigger and bigger. And you go from being able to roll up like erasers to alarm clocks to eventually full buildings. So uh, it's a it's a very, very good game. Awesome. I feel like I've played a similar game before called Hole, where it's like you're a hole and you just like eat a whole city slowly oh. becoming like a bigger hole. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's super fun. So I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at your girl of the world. You can follow me on Twitter at Christina Khan. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. And today I'm going to plug Memories by Lang Leave. Um, it's a poetry book. Oh my God. Christina's plugging poetry. She hates poetry. I know. I know. No, I do. I really hate poetry. But this book of poetry is like a Hallmark card in a good way. Um, it, it's just like really like trite, adorable, like YA poetry about like, why doesn't he love me? And like, I'll, I'll love you forever. It's very easy to read. I think that's my problem with poetry is that a lot of it's not. Um, it's just cute. And if you like sweet, cute poetry, I recommend it. Memories by Lang Leave. I hope I'm saying that right. And if I'm not, fuck me, basically. <laughs> So that's the end of that. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I was able to talk about my favorite chapter uh, in, if not my, I think probably my favorite chapter. This was where like the series went from like, oh, cute kids books to like, oh, I actually like these books now. And you can hear that in Potterless where like I'm snarky for episodes until like the chapter 19 book three episodes. And then I'm like, wait a second. I actually like these books. This might be so, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So th this chapter is very important in my like Harry Potter fandom. That's awesome. Awesome. So this you, you're saying that this is one of your favorite chapters in the whole series. Yeah, it's either it yes. would be like really close between this is probably the favorite overall. I really like the fight between Dumbledore and Voldemort in book five, just because that is just yes. so incredible. You Epic. finally get to see Dumbledore at like full strength. And then all of the chapters at the end where like the the war is going on in book seven is really solid when you're like going Very through the compelling. castle. Yeah, like that stuff is good. But I think as, as a whole chapter, this one was the most impactful because this is where like things are, it's like actually the first time JK does like really creative writing and you actually see like the machinations working. Cause like yes. the first two books, are, they're good, they're fine. And like, yes, later on they set up stuff, but this is the first one where it's like, oh wow, like actually compelling plot twists and like all these things going on and we learn about characters' backstories and all this stuff and it's like, really wow impressive. bitch you planned this yeah for sure yeah. actually like, good yeah as as much as it pains me to say it now like it's it's i think like the first showing of like oh she's actually good at writing cool 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 uh, yeah absolutely i i definitely remember reading this chapter the whole resolution to this book i remember reading it as a kid and it blew my fucking mind dude mm -hmm. this was probably mm -hmm. the first true plot twist i had read outside of a Encyclopedia Brown. Let's yeah, yeah, study yeah, the yeah, craft yeah. of mystery. You know, it's like this one catches you so off guard. You're like, I knew something wasn't quite right, but I had no fucking idea that it was like this. Yeah, it's you really, know? it's really good stuff. And you can you can like hear the shift in how I feel towards the series in the episodes. It's fun. It makes me sad when people leave one star reviews. They're like, oh, he's too snarky. I only listen to like whatever episodes. And I'm like, if you just got to the one where I fall in love with the series, <laughs> you wouldn't be mad at me. But you you can't reply to iTunes reviews. <laughs> oh, 
That's so funny. Well, everyone, the next chapter is called The Dementor's Kiss. So you know what's about to happen. So strap in. Buckle Mm -hmm. up. Romance chapter. No, no. no. (laughs) It's about to get sexy. Imagine a Dementor's date at Madame Puttyfoot's. No. I'm imagining um, freaking Grimm from... The Adventures the of... The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? Yes, yes. I was like, what's the name of that show? Yep, 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 yep. Um, that's exactly what I'm picturing. Thank you so much. Um, that's what I'm picturing. So, um, all right. Well, until next time, everyone, thank you so much to all y'all for joining me for this conversation. And um, I said until next time already. Until next time. Mwah! Dementor's kiss. Get out of this freaking shack. Yeah, I think get we did the, that one two weeks ago, though. Get the fuck. Well, they're in the Shrieky Shack for like four chapters. They need. They continue to need to get out of the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. Listen, we didn't want to be half-bloods. If you're listening to this because you think you might be one, our advice, stop listening to this podcast right now. Percy Jackson had the right idea when he told people to stop reading the books detailing his adventures as a half-blood. But we didn't listen to his warnings. And that's why we started this podcast, Of the Eldest Gods, where we read books written by Rick Riordan and talk about how they affected us as kids and continue to as semi-adults. You can find us every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we fooled them for a second there? God, I hope not. Bring on the monsters. We're making a podcast. <laughs> the Restricted Section was created and hosted by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod or shoot us an email at restrictedsectionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or lavish praise. Sorry, I just burped so loud that my like audio picked up on it, even though I was burping into a corner behind me. That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.